Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there, and welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast for this week. Hope you're doing really well. It's uh, interview week. Uh, And uh, I've got a beautiful, beautiful guest to introduce you to. I think we're going to have fun, just the three of us. Before I do that, uh, I want to remind you, if you haven't got yourself signed up yet for Yoga and Story, registration's closed this week. So Yoga and Story is my big old nerd fest. Uh, We spend six weeks roaming around in the Ramayana and the Mahabharata looking at what that means for us these days how we apply it to our lives, our businesses, how we weave it into our classes, workshops, how you make mouth-watering offerings for your studentship using the themes and the tropes and the archetypes from these um, these epics, how we overlay philosophy onto these things. So if you like uh, mythology, if you got short-shifted, is that it? In, um, in your yoga teacher training and you would like some more of all of that good stuff, do get yourself signed up, uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story, link in the episode notes. Um, it's awesome. It's fun. And uh, yeah, make sure you're in. You've got to the end of the week. Okay, so onwards to uh, my guest of today. This week I am inviting you into a conversation with me duh, and Shruti Srivastava, who is the founder of Yoga Map. Um, Yoga Map is a yoga marketplace and a digital community for teachers to promote their classes all over the world. Uh, Shruti has a creative background that includes completing her BA in fine art and history of art at Goldsmith College and Masters. She also has a Masters in Advertising and Entrepreneurship from the Kingston University of London. She has a background in being a headhunter and most recently as the head of recruitment for a global law firm. But when COVID hit, she took some leave and then she left and now she is full-time yoga business, yogi entrepreneur, all-round fabulous woman. Uh, So I think you're going to really enjoy learning from Shruti and the conversation that the two of us had. All of her links are in the episode notes. Go follow her on all of the places. Oh, and I should just say that if you want to check out Yoga Map, she'll tell you more about it in the interview, but she's got this very, very cool deal, uh, virtual retreat Sundays. So all March, which is bloody hell, can you even believe it? Nearly now, including Mother's Day, uh, Yoga Map, uh, which is Shruti's uh, platform, is running nurturing virtual retreats for women, vinyasa, breathwork, restorative, sharing circles for 20 quid. Nice. So the link for that is also in the episode notes if you wanted to go check it out. But for right here and now, enjoy this conversation with one seriously inspiring woman. And uh, I'll see you all next week. <laughs> Okie dokie. So uh, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being here and talking to us. Oh, you're welcome, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Um, 
I know we're going to have, we've got so much that we want to talk about, but let's just take it from the top. Do, do you like introduce yourself? Like, because we met, I think we met on Instagram, right? We did. We did. It's the only place to network these days. <laughs> <laughs> it seems with any yoga teacher or yoga nerd, as I know you like to call us. Um, yeah, we did, we did. And um, I'm really inspired by all the stuff that the kind of yoga biz coach, um, coaches around the world are, are doing. I think it's a really nice thing that you guys, you know, in terms of how you empower student uh, teachers to um, to really kind of upskill and think about their teaching, you know, as a, as a business. So, um, so yeah, so thanks for having me today. Um, so, um, so hi, I'm Shruti. Um, it's also my Insta handle, quick plug. <laughs> um, and I um, run uh, Yoga Map, um, which is a, a kind of online yoga platform of which I know that there are many popping up. Um, but I set it up in, lock, let's say, lockdown one, um, in the UK uh, while I was in London last August 2020, which seems like years ago now. Um, and I set it up while I was on sabbatical from my day job. So I've been working as a headhunter for 15 years in the city. Um, most recently was working as head of recruitment in a law firm. So, um, yeah, you couldn't get too much more different um, than, than uh, yoga. It depends on who you study with. I remember listening to Gita G teach and she was pretty... <laughs> pretty strict about what was legal and what wasn't in her class. <laughs> right, that's yeah, the discipline. Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> the, okay. the varying laws and sutras. I guess there are certain comparisons. True. Tell 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 everybody about Yoga Map, so we know a bit more about what it is. Sure. Well, maybe I'll share with you as we did meet on Yoga Map um, on Instagram. Um, I'll share with you kind of how things um, sort of developed, really. Um, it got to, well, fast up, rewind, let's say, to January of last year. Um, I managed to take a month off uh, mm -hmm. work and I went and did yoga teacher training um, in Goa. And um, when I got back kind of mid-February, obviously coronavirus had hit mm -hmm. um, and then we got to March and um, everything went into lockdown. And uh, it was at that time that so many of my teachers, and this is going back kind of 15 odd years now, because I've been practicing yoga uh, regularly um, for about that time. Um, I started seeing all the teachers from around the world that I practiced with kind of pop up on Instagram, sharing their independent yeah. classes. And yeah. I'd studied um, kind of entrepreneurship at, at university. And I was really, really inspired by just this kind of, well, it was a new market, but just the, the confidence that I saw from, you know, such a single yoga teachers that were just bravely kind of taking the charge and promoting themselves online. And it was just massively inspiring. And I remember, um, I sort of said this a couple of times, but on every Sunday evening, I get a kind of big A4 pad out and write out all the teachers that I wanted to support, you know, was it by PayPal? How was I paying them? Was it their credit card? Was it donation based? And I created kind of my weekly schedule. Cool. This was kind of March, April. Yeah, to make sure that I'd sort of attended classes with them. And then I sort of switched that up to Instagram and started promoting their classes with their permission. And things just kind of picked up um, pace, really. Um, a couple of my friends were kind of like, oh, how do I book a class? Friends of friends asked, strangers started to ask. And so I kind of thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to develop something a little bit more um, formal? So that was the kind of 
uh, yeah, I guess I guess that was the seed that was planted. Um, and now what you see is a yeah, it's a website. So hopefully a little easier than um, than kind of writing on an A4 pad and paper to book classes. There's so much that I love about this, and I, I think the the first one that I want to sort of pick out is um, that you established a business from scratch during lockdown, and that you identified a need and it was based on your lived experience and also on what you're passionate about and you went and made it happen. I think a lot of people, um, there's a lot of this sort of, oh, well, I'll just wait, I'll, I'll wait until, I don't know how things are going to go, I'll just delay what it is that I want to do because of uncertain times or maybe this won't work in this environment or no one's got any money right now to buy anything. You know, there's there's a, there's some sort of... Um, themes that are arising that the establishment of your business you just didn't none of those seem to put you off you just went for it anyway and I think that's incredibly inspiring well yeah thank you I mean as I say I was inspired by the teachers that were kind of you know um putting themselves out there but the only way I can describe it was literally it was like a mouth-watering urge of that I just have to do this and it was, yeah, and it was it was just bizarre. You know, I spoke to a few of my headhunter friends and they were kind of like, well, how are you going to, you know, what's your business model? How are you going to make any money? And I was kind of like, well, you know, I'll think about that later. Because <laughs> what I was, I think, you know, I was kind of like, well, thousands of people will book yoga virtually one day. You know, the world is our oyster. This is a global market. And I do genuinely still, you know, and I do believe that. Mm. Um but I think I was just, if I if I actually cast my mind back, and I guess I'm sort of, this is, you know, kind of looking six months later now, I think, um, and I know you've talked a lot before in other pat, uh, podcasts about things like limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I piece together a few of the things that was that were going on behind the scenes for me, one was that I had just spent a month in the jungle in Goa, rigorously, you know, kind of peeling off layers of, old shit (laughs) you know so there was that um and then actually I did um have some coaching during my sabbatical with a hypnotherapist and um, someone who kind of helped me with releasing even more limiting beliefs which kind of reflecting six months later I think will have helped with some of those should I you know should I not and then and then um and then the other aspect was that a couple of years ago I had pitched to my nearest and dearest um, this idea of a kind of recruitment agency for yoga teachers or, Mm. you know, a kind of trip advisor for yogis. And my friends would kind of go, yeah, yeah, Shruti, that's good. But, um, you know, come back when there's something more concrete kind of thing. That's just far too big an idea, you know, the one. And the other is, again, how are you going to make any money? So, so yeah, the opportunity of this new market, really, Amy, is what inspired me. Mm. Um, and I was lucky enough to have, you know, have the time to be able to focus on it. Mm-hmm. So I guess the other thing that arises in listening to your sort of origin story, it's such a, I, I hate that I just said that with my out loud voice, I apologise. But something else that arises for me is that, like you said at the beginning, there are lots of platforms where you can book online yoga classes. This is not yeah. a new idea. This is not a novel thing. And you did it and it's great. And I think that's, a, that's another thing that people do. They think, oh, that's already been done. I can't do it. It's already been done. You know, I have a background in <clears throat> fiction writing and, you know, there's that thing in writing where you say, well, there are no new ideas. Everything has been done. It's just new iterations of it. 
But so many people don't pursue what they're lit up about or like you described, that sort of feeling of longing, that mouth-watering, you know, that this mm. is what I'm meant for because it's already been done. So mm. what would you say to people who are not pursuing what they're passionate about because, oh, no, someone's already got a candlelit yin on a Friday night, you know, like you you yeah. made something beautiful in a space where there were already other people playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for, for me, and, and um, this is another kind of running um, thread, really, I've, I've always had, um, there's a real, I could use many different analogies, yin, yang, or, you know, male, female, or kind of introvert, extrovert, but I would say there are two sides of me. And I was, you know, I'm Indian by background, but I've lived in England most of my life. And there's always been this real contradiction between who I've been in society and who I really am, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And that even, um, yeah, that even um, marries up when I think about my professional career, having worked 15 years in the city in a commercial kind of, you know, law firm. And then this love of being creative, my first degree was in fine art and art history. And so... Yeah. When I did my second degree at the time, I really wanted to find a way to mix my business with my creativity. Uh-huh. But now when I look at it, actually what I've been looking to do is mix my heritage with my, you know, just with my innate skills. So what I would say to someone is really think about what it is that makes them tick and what they're really good at. Um, I spoke to an old colleague actually last week who um and yeah we 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 have a great relationship um and she said you know Shruti yoga map seems perfect for you you know you're creative you're into well-being you're into yoga you know you like to hustle a bit (laughs) and I was kind of like she was like this is the perfect business for you and I was like thank you you know great um so I think yeah it's kind of really thinking about your essence um Mm. I think that's that I would say that's yeah that's the main bit of advice I would give and and to add to that when you can get when you tap into that in fact that you can't be the same as anybody else like nobody has nobody else can be you nobody else can make your business there may be similar things but it can't be replicated because you can't be replicated yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there are two aspects of it as well, Amy, for me. One is that I'm, you know, 99% sure I don't want to teach on the platform because okay. for, for me, I do feel that there's a conflict there. And actually, I love selling people. That's what I've done. It sounds a bit, a bit you know, that, that's, that's my thing and that's my skill. Um, and um, and yeah, so that that side of things is really important. And then the other aspect is around the, you know, the, the personal touch, really. And I know that again, whilst everything is automated, that's not your dog, is it? Because <laughs> I did listen to your pad- podcast. Oh no, is it happening again? No, I thought it was. We're fine. <laughs> you can very. I'd be. I'd be absolutely fine if you needed to stop because I know exactly what what they might be doing. folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everything. Within the dog is still within the dog. Please, I didn't mean to distract you. (laughs) Goodness, I'm just glad we're not having a sharing circle right now. Otherwise, I'd be getting emotional. So, yeah, all good. (laughs) Although I have lost my train of thought completely. (laughs) Well, let me me take us on, and I apologise for that. Uh, That was all on me. So let let me take you in a slightly different direction then because you you said that you are, because of the, you, you said it was a potential conflict of interest, which I, which I, 
kind of like, and we could even just talk about that because I probably would disagree with you. Um, but you said that you're, you don't have an intention to teach on the platform. And I think this is really an exciting conversation for um, what, having, what having a yoga business gets to be. It doesn't have to just or even be teaching. I was having a, a training call what are we, last week, and one of the people on the call asked me, Do you, are you a yoga teacher? And I said, well, I'm, a, I'm qualified to teach and I have taught a lot in the past, but these days it's very rare that I teach a class. Um, but I would still classify myself as a yoga teacher. I might not actively teach and, and teaching five classes a week doesn't light me up at this point in my life. Um, and I think that this is an exciting conversation for people who are thinking about maybe adding something in or um, maybe feeling like they don't want to teach classes anymore. So does that mean they have to give up yoga as a profession altogether? Could there be something else for them? I see a lot of my, some of my clients who are interested in sort of moving into the yoga teacher mentoring space, for example, um, yeah. or, you know, there are people in my Facebook group who do virtual assistant work for yoga teachers or graphic design work for yoga teachers. So I think it's just so nice yeah. to hear from, hear this from you that, you have a, this beautiful yoga business and you're not teaching yoga. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that that might actually put people off because the, the view may be that I don't necessarily understand the psyche, but I've had this for 15 years in the legal recruitment world whereby I never trained as a lawyer, but yeah. I help lawyers find jobs. So to my mind, um, I, I know what my skills are and where my strengths lie and... Um, you know, I really like a lot of a lot about um, the stuff that you talk about, which is you know the, the practical tools, or doing the admin, mm -hmm. or the customer service, mm -hmm. or the booking, and automating stuff. That's all the stuff that all the problems, mm -hmm. all the headaches, all the migraines that my business solves for a yoga teacher. Um, and that's the thing that I get excited about. Yeah. Um, and I would say the other aspect, I've got this. Um, kind of affirmation if you like just on my board next to my laptop which says I get to speak to yoga teachers every day and I can sure I'm sure you can relate Amy but it is <laughs> the most beautiful thing you know and I and don't get me wrong I love speaking to people in the corporate world as well but just the connections that I make so naturally and the stories and the depth of conversation and the connection, mm -hmm. you just, you know, you can't, you can't buy that. So I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely think that as a business and, you know, everyone bands around how many billions of dollars the business is, that the industry is worth. Yeah. It's not about being greedy or money hungry. It's about actually working in an industry that feeds your soul, um, which yeah. might sound a bit cheesy, but I, yeah, I do believe I'm that. For it. Oh, I'm for it. And I think, you know, you said just now um, that, that people might devalue us because we work in the yoga industry, but we're not yoga teachers. I, with my podcast, I can be controversial if I want to. I would argue that there are yoga teachers who know shit about yoga. Like just because you're a yoga teacher doesn't mean you're, mm. you know, walking some kind of like good path. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, you know, I think yeah. you could be a, well, my teacher talks about this all the time. Being a yogi's got nothing to do with what you do on a sticky mat. Who cares? No, you can be a pretzel. Good on you. You're still an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and in fact, um, I broke my leg eight or oh, nine years ago now. And 
one of the things personally for me is I, I, you know, be honest, I'm quite intimidated by teachers that are like literally super bendy pretzels because I know that my body, I will never be able to get into those postures. So one of the things I really like, I get really excited about is introducing people that have never done yoga before Mm -hmm. to one of the teachers on Mm -hmm. yoga map, knowing how, knowing that I know that teacher so well and that the experience will be a really gentle and nurturing one. So, um, so yeah, and I, and I don't, I mean, there's maybe another tr- a controversial question for me to ask you, actually, given that you've been in the industry a lot longer than me, but I do increasingly, um, I increasingly have the view that you don't have to be a yoga teacher spanning a number of years to be a good yoga teacher. Because I, I mean, certainly there are teachers that I trained with myself a year ago who are absolutely wonderful and provide such a lovely experience um and I yeah I don't know uh, maybe sort of <laughs> what you what you think about that I of course I agree with you um and and it's an unregulated industry you know I if anything I what what bugs me is that so many people their self self-worth stuff shows up as feeling like they need to take thousands of hours of teacher training to be good enough you know it's the mm. it's the yoga teacher training space that I sometimes get frustrated with. Everybody's got another certification. And if you just get this one, then you'll finally be enough. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, that that's in a way it's sort of um, capitalizing on our self-worth stuff, you know, which is uh, some of, I mean, I'm a fan of taking as many trainings as you want because you want to, but mm-hmm. taking trainings because you feel you're somehow deficient in a, you know, in, in deeply personal way, I think that there's a problem there. And I also think to flip it, there are teachers who have been teaching forever who are not good. And mm. there is this thing, I mean, we've, we could name all sorts of names here and I'll get hate mail, I'm sure. But there is all sorts of teachers who have been around for a long time, might not even physically be embodied anymore, who are still held up as really good teachers who were really bad teachers, mm. really bad. So yeah. I think it's not about duration yeah, you know length of service. yeah 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 I totally yeah. agree I don't think that's co- well if anybody else finds all of these controversial then this is the wrong podcast for them I'm totally on the same page with you and I think you know to, to again to add to it for teachers who are listening who are new um you know that that doesn't mean that you have to play it small or you have to just teach your friends for years or you like why not put yourself up on Instagram and teach people and why not back yourself a little and you're not going to be the right flavour for everybody but you'll be the perfect flavour for some people. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd completely agree. I think that's absolutely right. Um, But, you know, and equally, if I cast my mind back to when I first had my injury and I couldn't so much, I was doing a lot of hot Bikram yoga at that point Mm -hmm. and I couldn't so much as stand in camel to get ready to get into camel because my leg wouldn't even bend at 90 degrees. And if I remember back then, I only attended classes with teachers that I felt that I trusted Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I guess in terms of trust, I'm trying to think now, was was it because they because of their length of service maybe 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 not but I think it was the confidence that they instilled because of their teaching style so I think that's certainly something to mm. to bear in mind as well mm. and relatability you know yeah. many times that have had injuries as well and yeah. there's there's something about that, that I think that's really powerful yeah and even if it's not overt similarities maybe it's just a they have an empathy that attracts you or a 
compassion mm. felt sense that attracts you. I'm curious to know how you, because I've, ta- you know, I've taken a look at the teachers that are available on your platform. It's this interesting thing about types of yoga styles, lineages, it can get kind of political. How did you decide who was going to appear on your platform, who you would support, your sort of showcase? How did you decide it's these things and not those or it's these people? Yeah, Yeah. well, I guess um, if I'm being perfectly honest and I just posted something today about the organic growth of Yoga Map, it really has been quite an organic um, sort of development and journey Mm. um, to the extent that, um, as as you'd understand, having um, trained um, in Goa last year, there were a number of teachers that I connected with then, which was, you know, which is which is wonderful. So, so a number of them have supported me from the get go, even before the site had gone live, which is such a humbling kind of feeling, really. Um, all my uh, all my ex managers that would have taught me a little bit about selling <laughs> will be very pleased. But <laughs> no, I say that I say that, but I say that in with 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 humility. Um, and now, um, yeah, it's interesting because actually um, now I'm at the stage where um, it's really exciting to offer a lot of, you know, different options that I, I guess I guess I'm almost thinking about me as the target audience, someone mm-hmm. who maybe isn't. Um, and I said this the other day, and I hope it doesn't sound, um, sound sound how it may sound, but I'm a bit of a promiscuous yogi <laughs> in yeah. that I, you know, there are a number of teachers that I love to practice with. And I, you know, sometimes it will depend on my mood or mm-hmm. kind of what, you know, how I'm feeling, um, which I think is a difficult one because actually in yoga, you know, particularly in Ashtanga or in Bikram, it's kind of like keep coming in even when I have my leg injury, doing Bikram every day or five days a week is what my brought my knee back to, to, you know, kind of 95% better. But, um, but now I think there is this sort of slow evolve where I have, for example, a, um, someone who runs a sharing circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got Nate, who's a breathwork coach mm-hmm. and, um, you know, hoping to, to maybe add other, other classes that aren't the strictest of sense yoga, whether, mm-hmm. you know, someone who does a mix of Pilates or Tai Chi. So, so I think, um, thinking really more, I suppose this is what my master's taught me, thinking really more about what the yoga mat customer might want mm-hmm. rather than yeah. necessarily it being about this lineage or that particular tradition. Yeah. Um, and actually thinking um, about yoga in the contemporary world of today, because, um, you know, I mean, goodness me, the corporate world needs yoga right now more than ever. Yep. Um, but trying to break down, you know, the yamas and yamas, the eight limbs, you know, all of that sort of stuff, you sort of scratch your head and think, well, where do you start? And actually just start with the simplest of things, which is breath, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it is, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it is relaxation. Um, so... Um, so I, I, yeah, I guess I don't have a, a concrete answer in terms of how I'll how yoga mat w- will evolve, which is mm. which is actually something that's quite beautiful. But I yeah. think the one thing that is really lovely is that all the teachers, pretty much all the teachers that have joined so far, um, have you know kind of either been with me from the beginning or they've reached out because they've seen the stuff that we're, that I'm doing online, mm. um, and 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 therefore the bond actually is you know I sort of say to any teacher it's really important that they're happy to work with me and 
vice versa, because I think that's, you know, it's about the personal service I give to them. I probably repackage a little bit, you know, there's there's sort of some VA stuff going on. There's a bit of marketing going on, you know, in terms of the sort of payment stuff, it's all. So, so yeah, I think it's really important that there's a personal connection. So that would probably be, if I had to say, what would be the decision, what would be the decision making factor for a teacher to join the platform? It would probably be, um, you know, us, us getting on. Yeah. I'm wondering, and maybe it's too early days, and, and certainly I'm not asking you to disclose specifics, but I think there's an interesting thread in here for our listeners about boundaries and not feeling like you need to say yes to everything and everybody. And I like what you just said, that that it's actually the um, the personal connection that's sort of the way that you filter, is this the right fit for me or not, and trusting yourself in that assessment. Um, um, I, I, what I want to obtusely ask so that it doesn't get specific is sort of have you like how do you say no or how do you how what would you say to someone who um you know teachers talk to me about oh this person's asked me to teach a workshop with them and I know she's flaky or I'm actually kind of not down with what she does exactly or I like Mm -hmm. this part but not that part and I don't know how to tell her like not very good at saying no to opportunities what would you Mm. have to share about that yeah so I suppose um and, and again Amy you know blessed in a way to have worked in in a sales role for a number of years exactly. um, use your kind of terminology and I've never really thought about how I do things as a funnel but there is obviously a, there are steps to joining um joining the platform and I always recommend and I'm really happy to recommend you know by name other platforms um that are similar and sort of say you know maybe this one's better for you or that one's better for you um during lockdown I've been offering two um different kind of membership or listing fee arrangements so one is um you know very very competitive and then another is sort of a collaborative listing where there is a monthly fee um and again I don't think that will be necessarily for a finite you know an, an infinite period yeah. as business grows and develops but I think um yeah I suppose about setting boundary setting is something I'm working on myself mm-hmm. um now that I'm doing it full time I was um I left my um, my city job at the end of December. I was you know, the end ask of the day. You that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, took the plunge. Well, I, I my my role was um, made redundant. The team restructured, um, but in terms of timing, um, you know, it was um, it was I guess universe okay. stuff. Yeah. So so yeah. So um, you know, I did think about going into another uh, similar role and managing yoga map um, part-time but actually you know the next six months I think is going to be critical to seeing how it how it develops and it sort of feels like a baby really at the moment and you can't just leave a six-month-old you know to care and nurture itself quite frankly so um so yeah so so I think you know boundary setting um having uh, competitive listing models that attract teachers um both in terms of making it exclusive and inclusive and accessible but yeah. as well as offering something that is more collaborative and then just being really clear um on on what the different service options are yeah. um so that's from i suppose an operational perspective but then in terms of i guess qu- qu- the quality, quality side yeah of things, right. and reputational people, value yeah, yeah. 
absolutely. So one thing that's really lovely, actually, is that we send um, and everything is automated. You'll be pleased to hear, isn't it? That's something that you <laughs> that you definitely um, <laughs> that you definitely um, coach coach people to do. Um, so we always send a, an automatic email and um, set up three hours after a class because I always find after first hour I'm kind of nowhere, but by hour three I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good class. So then email pops up and um, always request feedback. And actually, of all the teachers, I've only ever had kind of fours and fives out of five. And it's, you know, it's a it's a real gift when a student provides specific feedback, which always ping onto the teachers. Mm. So, yeah, I think as, as things progress, I mean, I've interviewed and recruited hundreds and hundreds of people and I've had to give a lot of feedback that has been constructive and developmental. So, you know, I'd, 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 I'd hope that, um, yeah, teachers will trust me enough to, to, uh, to, to take, to take my feedback kindly. Um, and with the intention that, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all constructive and positive, um, for them. I would really like, I would really like to invite you back uh, for another episode down the road to talk about, uh, exactly that feedback and also like a hiring and firing as a yogi as a yogi I think that there is so many people who would love to hear your mashup of background and experience and skill sets I think that would be a great conversation but I I wonder if we might finish up for today to have a conversation about celebrating the collaborative nature of what it is that you're doing and that your business is um and this is something that I've struggled with in <clears throat> creating my business, definitely at the outset and some uncomfortable particular situations over the duration where there is this kind of it's me or it's you or I'm, you know, it, I'm stealing your intellectual property or I'm like I've had my brand names co-opted, my content co-opted, my graphics, like all of it. And it, sometimes it can just feel like shit, I'm, I, I got to hold this together or people are going to take it from me. And I hate that feeling and I, you know, I work to shed it, but it still continues to arise. And what, one of the things I love about what you're doing is that you're bringing people together and saying, hey, we can do this together. It doesn't have to be me or you. It can be me and you. And yeah. I, I think, you know, I think that takes a lot of goodwill. Um, it's also, it seems to very much be in keeping with what it means to be a yogi i.e. let's lift each other up together. But I'm wondering, was that part of your vision originally or is it just a happy byproduct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a massive team player um, and yeah. I always have been. Um, and I think that um, it's, you know, there's yeah, a couple of things at play. One is that in the business world, the recruitment market is so sophisticated that actually recruitment and recruiters push up the value of talent and that's a really interesting concept and in the yoga industry actually having different players that play different roles will also help teachers to understand their value so I remember Amy at the beginning of lockdown the number of conversations I was having with teachers which around you know oh but there's a real challenge because you know I'm doing pay as you go and I don't know how to ask everyone for money and I'm worried they won't stay mm-hmm. and I was kind of like well look just tell them that you're that all the bookings are through yoga map now so like minimum is five quid you know mm-hmm. And um, we'll we'll take it from there. And, you know, yes, shaky start for some, and actually some did better, some did less well, but it's sort of all evened out. So I kind of think that if 
my you know I kind of know what my my vision is it's absolutely that it is collaborating mm. and empowering teachers but actually there are these business skills that I've learned and I and I and I desperately think that the yoga industry would really benefit from them yes. um I think that the other the other two things which literally my hairs were standing on end when we you know it became age of Aquarius it's what it's you know it's what again getting into some of the, the stuff that we know you know probably our the, the, your audience would love but I you know that I was totally kind of brought into that it's literally like yes this is the time um you know to collaborate um and I and I do genuinely think that and then just practically when you talk about things like IP and social media I mean um beating that damn algorithm <laughs> you know that takes two so <laughs> so if someone's if someone's resharing your shit like great because <laughs> the algorithm well, is gonna be it to me Shruti then I would be quite <laughs> happy with that if they were just ripping it off <laughs> for growth for me you know what uh, we're gonna finish up I don't want to keep you well into the night because I know it's late for you but you know so I just want to reflect to you something that <clears throat> I talk about often but you're demonstrating so beautifully here is that for everybody who has left a corporate career and feels that in order to be successful as a yoga business owner, they need to just leave all of their corporate skills behind. I'm not that person anymore. I'm free. I hate spreadsheets, all this bullshit. Mm. When actually, no, 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 they're skills that have value that will help you in your yoga business. Don't leave them behind. Don't demonize them. Keep the skills, leave the job, keep the skills. You're showing us that so beautifully. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, goodness. Um, I think the first few days after I finished up, I was kind of floating around, going, oh, you know, and then suddenly realizing, actually, it's nine o'clock at night, I've not done anything. Right, okay. <laughs> actually, at the, yeah, at the ready, bus list, go, you know, calls. I mean, yeah, the, the, the kind of whole calling people culture to talk about, yeah. So, um, yeah, all those skills, they're they're ingrained. And I think if you can do it for the betterment of another industry that you're really passionate about, that's got to be a really good thing. Agreed. Tell everybody where we can, I'll put it all in the episode notes for everybody, but tell everybody who's just listening and driving and can't look at their phones, Uh where do they go find you? How do we get more? How do we stalk you around the internet? Um, So, so yeah, quite simply, uh, yogamap.com, two Ps. Um, it'll be an app one day. Watch this space. So we're back mm-hmm. for the moment. Um, and uh, or yoga underscore map on Instagram and Twitter. And I think literally Google and you'll find you'll find all sorts of channels. Um, and for anyone who is kind of UK time, um, we all the teachers and again, a sign of collaboration, which is so lovely. But all the teachers next weekend for Valentine's Day um, have really kindly offered to bring a loved one for free. Ooh. So um yeah, I'm just sorting out the you know the the logistics now, but um, but that's really nice. I think we've got eight or nine teachers teaching on Saturday and Sunday, and um, yeah, they set their own schedule, set their own prices, but they're really kindly agreed to. Um, yeah, everyone's kind of bringing, um, uh, providing that offer. So if anyone is uh, is looking to practice in on Valentine's weekend, come join us. It's a good opportunity to indoctrinate some new people into the yoga cult get them in people get them in <laughs> so that's yoga map with dot com with two p's yoga map with two p's dot com yeah trudy thanks so much for being such a great guest and for just chatting with me it's been a delight i also just want to do a shout out for everybody who's listening to this obviously go follow um all of the things but just understand that what 
Shruti and I are doing right now is because she sent me a te- she sent me a DM out of the blue and I'm like, huh, who is this chick? Huh, she's interesting. I like what she's doing. We had some DMs backwards and forwards and now we're having this conversation and you're enjoying it. So if you're thinking, oh, who am I to reach out to or they wouldn't even see it or I don't know if I could talk to her or any of that stuff or maybe she'll say no or like you never know. This I've just had such a lovely time talking to you because you sent me a DM and uh, (laughs) I really think I'm hoping it definitely was for me and it sounds like it was for you too that this whole COVID thing suddenly just opened up the opportunity to actually just reach out to people that you don't know and yeah. say hello and maybe this might be a thing for us together. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all craving connectivity and yeah. um, in the absence of, of being able to, to meet in real life, it's given us the opportunity. The way I would describe it, Amy, is that, um, yeah, kind of really finding my tribe online, you know. Mm-hmm. In my first couple of weeks of launching, I had a lovely call with a teacher in San Diego, uh, a guy booked a class from Uruguay, um, we had a class, a lady book a class at 1am for the Kundalini class the next morning at 7am. Um, a lovely lady booked a class um, from Denmark. She literally lives on a crevice, on, a, on, on, an, on an ice-like crevice <laughs> in the middle of Norway and Denmark. And I was just like, wow, this is incredible. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to reach, reach out at this time um, now more than ever. Yeah, and be proactive about it. Like, don't just sit at home hoping that someone drops your message. Message somebody. Yeah, yeah. We're all, yeah, all, all ears and all eyes for sure. So good. I really would like to have you back. Well, I'd love, you'd love to talk about um, less firing, more hiring. Yes, well, and also like how to give <laughs> feedback, like you said before, I think before we started recording, because I can sometimes be a bit heavy-handed with it, Australia, Um giving feedback that is constructive and positive, even when it might be a thanks but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. It would be a pleasure to come back to talk about that. (laughs) Watch this face, everybody. Shruti, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. Absolute delight. Yeah, thank you. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favour to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.